<laughs> so start off with the name of the show. I think that's kind of corny to start off with the name of the show. I don't like to be like, yo, this is in love for the living. Like, you know, we'll deal with that later. Let's just get into, uh, you know, because we know who you are. You're wifey for wifey. So I like to showcase the fact that we have solutions. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, instead of complaining about the problems, we actually have a architected plan to deal with them. First off, um, we fought really hard to have a baby. Yes. And, you know, we went through the IVF thing. We mm-hmm. took a, we took loss, and then we had to regroup. And then we had to uh, architect, get strong, and look at what we wanted our future to, to be like. Yeah. And, um, you know, you got yourself. We went, you know, car, bag, right? You know what I'm saying? You know, mm-hmm. all that stuff. Uh, I was able to steal your drugs, so I was able to be all right for a little while. Yeah. You know, worked out. You were able to, we constructed a, a, a plan. We architected exactly a schedule. It was like, what was it, three months? It was 13 weeks. 13 weeks. We went on vacation, went to Hawaii. Mm-hmm. You shot your show. Mm-hmm which was therapeutic within itself. Right, yes, absolutely. And what we were explaining to people was, the number one thing was, we didn't want anybody to feel sorry for us. No. Right? So we did therapy publicly, number one, to showcase that we're normal people, mm-hmm. and that we go through it like everyone else, but to show people how to deal with it, and also so that we didn't have to explain ourselves every time somebody saw us. Right. And, um, you know, I felt like you had a great pregnancy. Yeah, I did. Um, with Desco, it was, it was an easy pregnancy. We, uh, it was nice because we got to enjoy the summertime, and then he was born in the fall. So, like, right, it wasn't, like, uncomfortably hot or anything like that. So we got to be by the pool, enjoy the sunshine, um did yoga and meditated a lot um to well, make sure what was I dope was really calm what was dope was it happened during the pandemic mm-hmm. which was like a gift and a curse within itself right because we had to stay in the house mm-hmm. and i ended up spending a lot of time doing zooms with the osg yes we met the osg that was our introduction to the osg and through the osg when they found out I was having a baby and they got with you, you know, um, Jocko and Dr. Action, they just jumped you. Denise. Denise, and gave you a curriculum. Yes. You know, on, on how to actually start teaching the baby in the womb. Yes. What, what was that? You want to explain that? Yeah. Um, so a few things that that I've taken from that is how, so starting a schedule with the baby in the womb. So the baby's developing and learning everything about you, listening to your heartbeat, listening to your patterns. Uh, baby hears what's going on, sees, can tell, tell different lighting and certain things. So when you develop a pattern for the baby, 
they automatically come out understanding that pattern and they can see the different the things that are um, similarity so for the pattern for our um, pattern for desco as our routine the big one started at night till it's like shower time so you take the shower and it was bath time try and play similar music to what i would play for him and then we do a massage which is the same thing that i do with him now so we shower massage and then um when we lie on the bed i would read him a book but actually i didn't read him a book i would play books read by my family and so i'd have my family send me audio files of books um, that i had sent them to read and you know some really special ones for me were uh, my mom and my grandmother um, they read books to Dusko in Spanish. And so when he came out of the womb, he already knew their voices. Um, what, what book did I read? You read um, the box book. I did. Yeah. All right. This is Daddy. You're going to be hearing my voice a lot, so just get used to it. This is it. But I'm going to read you this book now, and I'm going to read you this book later. It's not a box. Hi. It just says it's not a box. You have to read that to him some more. You should read it again. He'd probably be yeah. familiar with it. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I took that box book idea, and that's what helps create Dusko Goes to Space. That's why you tell him there's a box in Dusko Goes to Space. I know. I basically gave you the idea for Dusko Goes to Space. Anyway. You know, so I told you the story. The book you wrote it. that Damon read was about a box, and I would play that for him. So then when I ended up started writing the book of Dusko Goes to Space, Damon's character in the books tells Dusko that there's a box in the garage. So it all kind of like circled back, and it was like everything that we were talking about. So starting that... Um, so what, what month did we start that? Because, you know, we were talking to Sharon, who's I about, was, who's It expecting. was about, um, I know I was really big into the OSU. They're helping a lot around six months because it was the same time that I was like, we went to um, Kanye's ranch out there. And I know I was doing Zooms with them around that same time. And then also another thing that I did is um, I put flashcards all over the house um, for Damon and I to say words in Spanish so that Dusko would hear our voices saying Spanish words and different things so that we really wanted him to be bilingual. Um, and uh, well, that, that, Another thing that we did also was we went to the ranch with Kanye and we worked, uh, you took pictures, right. you were creative. But anyway, back to the... Uh, yeah, his mother never stopped moving, so... Yeah, you never stopped moving, and as a result, uh. he never stops moving. So you, uh, you know, and, and again, I just, I know how important and how it uh, affected our baby, mm-hmm. baby Dusko. Like, he came out familiar with people based on their voice. Yes. You know, when he finally got in front of um, um, his, your, his grandmother, your mom, he was very familiar with her. Mm-hmm. Um, even, like... It's funny because I felt like he was familiar with Bub's voice. <laughs> uh, absolutely. Because we were on the phone a lot. But, you know, we have friends now that are having babies. Mm-hmm. And because it worked out so dope, like Sharon and his girl are mm-hmm. having a baby, I was like, you, you got to make sure that at least the people that we can talk to that are having children have the opportunity to do this. For me, being a, being a parent is... Uh, you know, you want to be the best one that you can, but you don't really know how. 
Right. You know how to survive, but you don't know exactly based on like human behavior what works the best. So having like the OSG around to tell us that based on metrics of 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 actual you know case study of children, mm-hmm. you know it, it was uh, it's uh, to me it's worked impeccable. Yes. So anyway, cut to you have you made the book. You get this curriculum. Mm-hmm. You know we 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 got to uh, you know like what you've done for me is. You you you've art detected a family. Mm-hmm. We have a family. Like I, I'm not like a visiting father. I'm I'm with you every day. I'm with the baby every day. And again, we didn't want to ever break that up. So we do the book, mm-hmm. and uh, through the help of the OSG, we're able to introduce it to the principals. You get a pub like you know for you, you know me. I want to do everything independent, completely independent. But you were really adamant about having a publisher. You know, so sometimes, you know, it's not like you could still be independent because you made the book, got it illustrated with Alana and Jen. You did all those things. Yep. And, um, you know. Oh, I did put it out independently at first. Yeah, we did put it out independently at first. But you always said, I need a publisher. Mm -hmm. And it was cool because Jocko um, gave us the opportunity to read the books to our kids during COVID. Yes. You want to talk about that? Yeah, uh, Principal Jacko. She, um, I call them my uh, t- my testing group. They they uh, they were the one of the first groups of kindergarten through th- fifth grade students that I got to read the book to, and I got to see ask them different questions and see how they liked bo- the book, and they really loved it. And actually, when I had finished the second book. Um, I got to go and read that to them and they knew that it was the first time I'd ever read it aloud. So these groups of kids, they're like my, um, they're growing up with Dusko. So the year before when they had heard Dusko and then we actually brought Dusko to the schools, it was really exciting for them to learn all this stuff. And, um, Jacko's such a good principal that during COVID, the cognitive skills of her students all went up because she allowed people like me and Alana to come in and to be able to read and to um, talk to the kids so that they realize that an author or an illustrator is another person. It's not just, it's also used to be a kid like them. So they are not, because sometimes when you look at the book and you're like, you see the name on the bottom of the book, you don't really realize like, oh, it's like a normal person. Like, I could talk to them. Mm. Like, that's something I could be. Um, You just, it seems so far away. But when you're able to bring artists and um, authors and people into the classroom to talk to the kids, it reevaluates that. And they're like, wow, I could actually really be someone like that, too. I know that was impactful for me when I was a child. So any principal that's able to do that and provide those kind of things for their kids is monumental into changing a life. I mean, I I probably, the reason I probably wrote Dusko Goes to Space is because I had an astronaut come to my school when mm-hmm. I was in elementary school. So that worked, so, worked out so well. And, you know, there's, there's one thing about it being independent you know, there's this creative process and the freedom that you enjoy where you can just get caught up in the creative part of it. Mm-hmm. And you think that, you know, just because you've completed the creative part that you're finished, you know, and when you're doing something at a professional level, 
you know, you have to get out there and market. Mm-hmm. You have to get out there and sell your product. Yes. And, you know, what we decided to do was go into every school because it worked so well with Jocko and based on what the OSG was telling us in every market and read to kids that may be in economically challenged environments and may not have, because the school's budgets aren't so big, the opportunity to have someone and come in and give them that experience. Right. And give them that experience while selling the book. Right. And, you know, but also, like you're going into uh, one of the better private schools out here this week. Mm-hmm. And we're going to my old school in New York. Two of them. Two of my old schools, Dwight and PS6, my mm-hmm. elementary and my junior high school. Yeah. And, you know, for me, that's like what I would consider, you know, where the one percenters, where the one percenters get educated. Mm-hmm. And, you know, sometimes, you know, the 99 percent don't get that same education that the one percent can. But we're making sure that this education that the one percent gets, that the 99 percent get it as well. Right. With the same kind of creativity and um, actually a little better. Yes. So what was dope about this weekend in particular was because, number one, we were out of our comfort zone. We were out of our backyard. We weren't in New York. Right, yes. And last year, uh, I went to an event. I got booked for a gig for 420. It was like cannabis literacy in Virginia, and you came with me. And through that event, I was able to meet some really cool people. Right. Like, you know, Stephanie Morales, who is the DA, the district attorney out there. And mm-hmm. I remember them telling me, like, that's the district attorney. And I was like, that is not a district attorney. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And she was dancing and having a good time, and she looked great. Yeah. You know, she was balling. But when we finally got to connect and have a real conversation, you know, she was explaining to me, she was like, you know, I'm holding cops accountable in Virginia, white cops, at mm-hmm. that. And no one talks about it. They always talk about when things, and no one you know, is held accountable as relates to the cops and, you know, which starts riots and and causes division and separation. But they never, ever showcase when there is accountability, accountability for the cops. Right. Especially if it's coming from a a, a black woman, a woman of color. Yes. In that way. And, you know, I know the good things that I do, like the school stuff, unless we promote it, nobody else does. But, you know, let me not pay a bill. That's in the newspaper. Right. Let somebody accuse me of something that's in the newspaper. Mm-hmm. Let me beat whatever someone accused me of doing that's not in the newspaper. Can't be mad at it. It's just part of the game. So what we have to do as a culture, as like-minded people, is showcase the ones that deserve it. Right. And, you know, that's what I want to do, and that's how I want to leverage any celebrity that I have is for those that I consider superheroes, and she's one of them. Absolutely. And, you know, through your experience... You know, how did it, who reached out to you? Heather. Heather? Heather. Okay, so I had been kicking it with Stephanie, but you had already been booked to talk for, at this, uh, what is it, the... um... Uh, Kennedy Angel Gowns um, uh, Infant Loss uh, Gala. And uh, Heather had reached out to me to be the keynote speaker, and Mm. we were going back and forth about talking about it, and... um, you know, you challenged me. You're like, if you're going to go out there, you should try and book some schools. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, Heather, it took Heather a second and she was like, okay, well, she tr- she reached out 
and we weren't hearing any feedback at first. And then you were like, well, let me reach out to Stephanie. Um, she could probably get some schools while we're waiting to hear back from what Heather reached out to. Well, Stephanie's also a professor at a school yeah. as well. So um, then all of a sudden we got flooded with schools that wanted us to come. Yeah. And it turned in from one day to two days. Three um, days. To three. Two days worth of school. Two days worth of school. And, and one, one day, day. Of the event. What, what was dope to me about that, number one, is we were out there solely for you, right? Solely for me to be your sidekick, you yes. know, your personal assistant to support you, you being able to use your experience to help people. Initially, when we first went through what we went through, we knew that the reason why it went and happened to us was because we were strong enough to get through it and help others that weren't as strong as us. And this was exactly what I knew was going to happen. Mm -hmm. And you were going to have this opportunity to talk about your experience to show people how to navigate through it mm -hmm. and how to come out of it. And, you know, number one, I was really excited that because I get excited to see you on the stage as opposed to you seeing me on the stage. I love to see you challenged like that and to see you reach your full potential. But then also you were booked for five. It was like seven schools, you know, certain places, some politics got involved. We won't get into that. But at the end of the day, in two days, we did five schools. Right. And, you know, watching you out there and and, and you know, you do like an hour show. And watching how engaged you are and with the with the with the students, uh, you know how happy the teachers and the principals are seeing their their kids engaged. You know, uh, Stephanie was out there, um, and she went to every single show with us. Yes. But what I want to go back to is, you know, before we after we booked the schools and after we decided, you know, when we're going to get out there. Mm -hmm. We also gave another challenge to Heather, yes. and that was to find a local designer that mm -hmm. you could make a dress with. Yes. So how did that happen? Talk, let's talk about that. Because, you know, for us, when we go places, we like to get into the culture. We always know that there's cool people. In every town, there's cool people. You just got to find them. There's always those that stick out that aren't doing what everyone's doing, have a certain amount of clarity and taste, sort of like you and Hilton Head. Like, I would have never expected to find a person as clear, as stylish, as fine, as clued in, as well-dressed as you in Hilton Head. But you obviously stood out in Hilton Head. Thank you. Well, you stand out, you know, anywhere. That's why you pulled the whale, you know what I mean? It's exactly why I pulled the whale. Basically. But let's talk here. Yeah, but, you know, let's talk about that for a um, second. Yes, so Damon was like, well, well you should... You should uh, try and see if you can get a local designer to make you a dress because we're going to be in Virginia. And that was just such a good idea. That um, And Heather had been coming through on every request that we asked and everything that we had asked of her. She was able to ask someone. And Virginia seemed like such a tight-knit community. They all really worked together so well mm -hmm. that she reached out. And within like six hours, she had a designer. She's like, you know, you can hit them and we can talk to them. Um, and that's how I met Alexis um, Heitzer. What, what was the process? Um, so we did a Zoom. I first spoke with her on the phone, and then I was like, like can we do a Zoom and we meet face-to-face? -face? And then she did a fitting over Zoom, and she took my measurements. And then um, that night she went to find material. Did you, did you sketch? Oh, yeah. So 
she took my measurements and then we kind of talked and I showed her like some images of dresses that I liked online. And and then after the phone call, I was like, you know, it'd just be easier if I just kind of drew, drew my idea down. And so I took a sketch and I on just scrap paper and I sent it to her. And uh, then she went out that night and she started looking for fabric and I gave her the so it kind of took her out of her element. She had never done a dress like this, whereas like plain, I wanted it dark blue. I was like, just dark blue, plain, nothing, no sequins, no nothing in it, on it. And um, so it took her a couple different places to find the right fabric, but she eventually did. And um, yeah, she started making it. And then we were there the next day. So I feel like we talked to her on... Maybe so Tuesday, like and then we were there, what, we were um, there on Thursday. Thursday, and that Thursday, we came, she came and did the first fitting, and it was in a couple different pieces, and Damon voiced his concern, and I, we did <laughs> our our fitting. Well, I had, I had never seen her work before, right. so, you know, it was at that stage where certain things could be wrinkled or messed up, and if it gets sewn and it still looks a little bunchy. Yeah. But, you know. And and what ended up happening that night is they ended up, you know, because she came over with the hair. Yeah, to meet the, the, hairdresser. the hairdresser. So she could see my hair and we could talk about the style for the hair. Um, because I wanted kind of, uh, it was my more like a 50s kind of glam look for the style. Yeah. And, and, and we ended up kicking it till like 1, 2 in the morning. Absolutely. We drank. I was t exhausted. We Damon and I had flown. We stayed up until one the night before. Had to wake up at three o'clock to get in the car, but go to remember, the car, it, it, drive gotta, to the airport. You got to remember, it's not just me and you get in the car. It's the baby. It's yes, Skylar. Yeah. Get into the us. car. We packed the night before, got into the car. Then we got drove, got ready for the airport at three, got in the car, drove to the airport. Then we... <laughs> Took the flight and then got there at 9 a.m. From 9 a.m. we went straight to the schools and just did two schools right back to back. And it was cool because Stephanie definitely made sure we were okay. Absolutely. She picked us up in a Rolls Royce in a range. Absolutely. You know, made sure that we felt like we was with the DA. Yes, you know, we, we, we were. And uh, we went to the first school. Churchview. um, I think it's called Churchview Elementary. This was the first school we went to. I like that school. Yeah. I thought they they really I saw that they cared about the children. Absolutely. They were so well behaved. It was a lot of kids sitting down on the ground for forty five minutes to have kindergartners through fifth graders mm -hmm. all in the same room. And for me to do sometimes I cater the content a little bit differently for fifth you know, older kids to elementary school kids or for kindergartners. So it was very interesting for them all to be in the same room mm. to, like, be able to find a medium that they all were able to work with. What's that feel like rocking the crowd? Because you were rocking. Like, like, the kids, when you come in after they hear you speak, you know, they, 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 they're, they're yelling for you like you're, like, Miley Cyrus back in the day. <laughs> you know? Like, it was cool when you were walking through the cafeteria and mm -hmm. they was, ah, they want me, I'm chopped liver. You know when I'm when when you're around and when you're it's me there. and Baby Dusko and, and Governor. Uh, Governor, Governor yeah, is nothing. a huge hit. Mm -hmm. But it's cool. I get a chance to you know teach the kids or tell them from my voice how to dream a little bit. I'm a dream specialist. I get introduced as that. Yes. 
you know, but I love seeing you have and get, tell them they do the affirmations, the affirmations, how they receive that. Yes. They That's always that. fun because it gives them a chance to be loud and... Um... Well, affirmations are important. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, it's crazy because, again, I was always told that telling myself I was good meant I was conceited or cocky. But I never listened to that. I always told myself I was great. You know yes. what I mean? No matter what, I was Dame Dash. It worked out. And it worked out. But, you know, being able to have a child know that it's okay to give themselves accolades and be confident about it and to reassure themselves when no one else is telling them, you know, you got to tell yourself sometime. Absolutely. Um, but I love that. I love the ASL. Yes, the sign language was really fun, and a couple of the schools actually had translators, mm-hmm. um, which that school that what school was that? The second school that had translators. Was the second day that had that was the second day. What school was that? Um, it was in Ham, Portsmouth, and um, and it was in Hampton. Mm. Yeah, and it was what one one school I went to. Um, one of the teachers pulled me to the side. And oh, that was the that was the first day. Yeah, and she brought a, a, a really cute little girl over, and was like, "This little girl's parents are, you know, can't hear," and um, that that's what she speaks it. So when you had brought it up, her face perked up. She was so proud and excited, and she was like, "I just, you know, tell your wife how much we appreciated that." You know, it's crazy because. You know, we've I've rocked. I've been, I've, you know, performed different kinds of music in different kind of places, all kind of the garden, you know, in that kind of level, stadiums. But nothing feels better than to see a child, you know, feel good about himself or themselves, mm-hmm. and just seeing something click in them, knowing that the trajectory of the rest of their lives may change is based on something you told them for the positive, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and then Stephanie was coming, came up. And, you know, as a lawyer, a DA, mm-hmm. a lot of little girls and little boys wanted to be lawyers and to see that someone of color could be, you know, a DA, the, the boss of lawyers, without compromise of, of, you know, who they are, still be cool, still dress well in the way they want to, yes. still have fun. I, I definitely saw, you know, kids' eyes light up um, and see that they actually have a roadmap to get there. And then she also had a solution. In helping them, you know, what was the program she had for them? She has like a kind of like a summer program or something where she does, where she brings, I, I don't know the name of it off the top of my head. Mm. So the best, one of the best parts for me um, was the food in VA. We did not go to one spot. And you would think that because we're vegetarian or vegan-ish, that it would be hard to go into a place like Virginia that doesn't have so many places or restaurants mm-hmm. or isn't as big as L.A. or New York, that they had some good, good, good hood vegan food. Yeah, it was delicious. The, the first day was the Spanish spot. Yeah, there was like Puerto Rican vegan food, which was crazy. Um, it was crazy. They had the empanadas. They had the the, 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 the rice with the chopped beef paws. Mm-hmm. You know, vegan, impossible. It was, it was beyond... It was good. And then we had, um, the next day, they, it was kind of like more of a soul food kind of restaurant. Oh, we went to a Jamaican restaurant. Oh, it was Jamaican? Was it Jamaican? I think it well, was because they had oxtails. Because of the oxtail things. Yeah, that was in Hampton. Yeah. So we had we had lunch in Hampton, and then and later- then the Lit Chef came over and did dinner. The Lit Chef came over and had it litty. She had the she, paws of blueberry meatballs. They were crazy. They were crazy. 
It was off the hook. It was in the cabbage. It was a bunch of good. The cabbage in the other spot was great as well. Mm-hmm. You know, it was off the hook. And then that night, that first night, you guys were just drinking wine and those. Oh, macarons. It was macarons. Eating was, hummingbird macarons. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm not a macaron guy, but when I had one, it was off the hook. It was like a cupcake. It was crazy. And then at the next day, she came over, and, you know, I started to ask questions. And we found out that she makes cakes and cookies, and, you know, I put my order in for <laughs> She that. had to come over the next she day came over with the everything. Next day. We went to go see Kev. Mm-hmm. And of course, he had ten Rolls Royces in the yard. But you know, it was like pick any one, and I was like, I'll take the the Cadillac. But the Cadillac, I guess, because it hadn't driven after a while, the the wheel went out. <laughs> Heather's husband. So Heather's had husband had to deal with that. Deal with that, and, but it were all. I guess it all worked out. But you know, overall, those two days and being able to talk to everyone that we got to talk to, mm-hmm. you know, I was surprised at how much culture there was. And the different kinds of trauma that people had dealt with and still were were, were succeeding and winning. Mm-hmm. It was nothing but CEOs. You know, everyone was a boss. And, um, you know, I was really happy in it to, to link up like that. Uh, the next day, we went to, we, we got to hang out in the house. Oh, wait. But we can't forget about the dinner party because it was like a dinner party when the, the chef lit came. Chef. The lit yeah. chef came and then yeah. everyone came through. Yeah, and it was a it was a cool little vibe, a dinner party. Mm-hmm. People got to talk and interact, and we learned about that program that's out there that empowers um, entrepreneurship. Mm-hmm. What was it called? Because it seemed like they were all linked by that. I have to find the name of that group because it was pretty. It was pretty impressive. It was. Yeah, everyone every... knew each other and was trying to help mm-hmm. each other. All entrepreneurs, empowering. Um, they gave like it was like a so many week course, and through the week course, you also got access to over fifteen thousand dollars worth of like um, company development courses, uh, like graphic design, helping with your logos, and help just to promote your company. Hmm. Yeah, it's dope. Um. So that was dope, you know, dinner to sit down, you got to talk, drink wine. Mm-hmm. The next day, um, homegirl brought over. The catering company came over and did homegirl. a spread. Well, the catering yeah. company came over, did a spread. Of course, you asked them for light food so you could fit in your dress. Well, let's talk about the dress, because uh, then you had another fitting. No, you... Yep, the day before I had I had the, uh, a second fitting. Um. And just to do little light alterations. Mm-hmm. And that was just a little bit. And then she finally brought the dress over at like five, five o'clock mm-hmm. right before we had to leave. Mm-hmm. And then we almost had a little issue because she was ironing it. I didn't want to even talk about that, but yeah. Oh, yeah. Almost had a little, but we, we dealt with that. Mm-hmm. But the dress was immaculate. It was impeccable. I mean, you had your glam squad going. Yeah. You know, so you had your hair getting done and your makeup being done at the same mm-hmm. time. And then we nails it, the night before. The nails the night before. Mm-hmm. And I didn't get my feet done because it was so late and you guys were talking so much, but it's all good. I know. But they all had her, what was her business called? It was like kind of sexual. Get nailed by. Get nailed. What was the name of it though? Have you been nailed? Yeah, she was cool. And again, they all were entrepreneurs, even mm-hmm. down to the barber that came to give me a haircut, Bank came through old producer from Rockefeller. I had to put him on to some things. But, you know, um, 
And then there was the actual ball. Yeah, um, and that was at the Norfolk um, Library, and uh, it was really beautiful venue. And we had a speech, and we went downstairs, and there was a dinner and performances. We took pictures, and there was DJ. And was... Well, there was, there was a lot of trauma in the room. Everyone yeah. had been through something. And again, you were the keynote speaker, and mm-hmm. I got to be your assistant up there. You got to show your trailer for your documentary. Um, but again, being a source of strength for those people is a big deal. It's almost like, you know, strong people go through things just so that they can teach people how to deal with them. Yeah. I don't feel that God gives you anything that you cannot deal with, you know, yes. constantly challenging us and God can be harsh. Yes. But sometimes you got to go through some pain so you can help some people not, more people not go through some pain. Right. But, you know, I could see the pain in a lot of those people's faces, you know, and and... You know, not everyone gets to deal with things the way we get to deal with things. Mm-mm. But at the end of the day, I thought it was a great trip. Um, I was really happy to get to make these relationships, to watch you blossom and, you know, become this source of strength for people. And, um, you know, I look forward. We have a, a lot more to do, I guess. I got to go to Gary next week. Then after that, we're doing 10 days in New York. You're doing uh, school this week. Mm-hmm. You know, that's really become your thing is like selling your books that you made. And again, not depending on anyone else to do it for you. Right. You got to do it yourself. And I'm doing an event here in um, June for, at the library for reading of my book. Mm. I have a signing for my book at the library here. Oh, that's fly. Here? Mm-hmm. At the yeah. library? At the library here. When? June 19th. Really? Mm-hmm. So what, people get to come by it? Mm-hmm. What I want to see... It's like a whole like night for me. See, see now I'm going to... Cha- now I got to challenge you now because you've done this in the schools. You're rocking crowds for an hour in the schools. But I look at that like your promo tour. Mm-hmm. Now I need to see you actually do a show off a school site, promote it. I'm doing it at the library. And possibly... You're doing it at the library? Yeah. You're going to do the whole show at the library? Yeah. Oh, and then sell the book? Yeah. In that same library? Yeah. Hmm. I'm saying like an auditorium or a venue, not a library, you know, where people so have, we we have to promote it. Here it. or we'll do it at the, uh, at the theater in town. When? Um, I don't know. We'll figure that out. Well, this is our process a lot. You know, we get through one thing, which opens the door to another. And then, you know, I try to hammer down on the wind. Maybe like November-ish time when we come back. November? In November? What's wrong with November? So many. That's like six months from now. Well, do you ever want to go to Wyoming? Well, we're going to go to Wyoming. You could do it in Wyoming. There's a, there's a venue you could do yeah, it in Yeah, I could do it Wyoming. in Wyoming. Why I'll do it in Wyoming. Okay. Why does, it doesn't have to be Florida. I'll do it in Wyoming. So the, the, I thought you said here. I'm challenging you. I want you, you to do one, do one here. here. Wherever we're at, the here. Wherever the here is. <laughs> Wherever the here is. At the okay. time that you're ready to do it. Okay, I'll do one in I'd Wyoming. Like do it. That means I got some phone calls and you know who you are if I'm going to call you. So that means that you have to do them in. Uh, you can't do it till we get until August, July. I guess so. That's, we have enough time. I mean, I got my movie coming out. Um, we literally are booked until July. You're right. You're right. So it's crazy because, you know, again, 
we, we are to take all these things, which are our dreams, but when our dreams come true, it doesn't mean that we have any relaxation ahead <laughs> of us. It means a lot harder work. Um, and we have a toddler. And we have a baby that we want to never, ever be away from, but for so long, a couple of minutes he or hours. He has a lot of energy. A lot of energy. I don't know where he gets that from. But, you know, my dream was to become a director, make movies independently without anybody telling me how to do it and be able to distribute it. Mm -hmm. So we made this movie, The Prince of Detroit with Tommy Duncan. And, um, you know, you know, everyone's going to Tubi now and that's cool when you can make money there. But, you know, narrative and perception wise, I, I want to make sure people know that I could do whatever the big boys could do and do it on my own. So without an agent, I was able to get that deal with AMC and we got 60 theaters and we'll see what other licensing opportunities present themselves from that. Yeah. And uh, we got this studio where in America new mm -hmm. studios, which is your studios. We got to relaunch. We got to launch a new network, you know, the American new network. It's a lot of work to do, but independence comes with fight. But as long as you're fighting for what you love, with who you love, for mm -hmm. what you love, then it doesn't feel like a fight or work. You know, it feels necessary. Um, the other day I was talking to my daughter and... Which one? Uh, to Ava. Mm -hmm. Well, I talk to Ava and Tula every day, most days. But we were talking about the fact that I don't have a face routine. <laughs> and I didn't take care of my face. Ava so, and Tulu, you're talking about this too? No, just, just uh, Ava. Ava. But Ava was telling me, and then I told you, and you know, I got this new face routine. So it's a lot of, what's the, what's the routine we're doing now? Well, there's a wash. Okay. And then there's a, um, a retinol serum that we put on at oh, night. Is that what that is? Mm-hmm. Mm. And then there is a uh, hyaluronic acid uh, which is cream after that and then um that's for the nighttime and then during the day it's uh, a rinse off and then there's like a vitamin c um serum and sunscreen yeah that's a whole thing yeah but i feel like the last two days it's worked and i was giving my beard a shot you know bring the beard back in see how that goes so you know who's the product I found the product through um, Mike's wife. She was talking about it. Which Mike? Mike. Um, Dusko Mike. Dusko. Catch Mike. Oh, word? Mm -hmm. um, my man Mike. Yeah. Mike? yeah. Oh, word? His wife was, uh, she was actually modeling for the company. Now? Mm -hmm. Really? That's mm -hmm. dope. Right, she has a new clothing line. She's amazing. Yeah. I and I was like, that anything out. that you are going to put your face on, I believe is going to be good. Wow. And so um, she's like, I have no affiliation with this, but she's like, I've used it. And 10 days after I used it, everybody started saying stuff to me. So. Oh, that's, and that's what I'm, that's the, the mm -hmm. uh, yeah, it does use it. It, it works out. Mm -hmm. She said, so I was, I was like, I, and it's like clean and um, the, the, all the ingredients are really nice and stuff like that. So, um, yeah. So. So. Were you nervous about doing your speech? Yes. How'd you get over your nerves? <laughs> Having you standing right next to me. That's what it was? Mm-hmm. You didn't seem nervous. Oh, really? Uh-uh. When I started crying, that's when I knew I was nervous. No, you were crying. Oh, because... listen, look, who just texted me? Who? Um, hummingbird. 
Oh wow. She must know macaroons. We're, we're, we're actually on a, a Zoom. I know, but that was funny. I know, but so <laughs> so uh, um, yeah. A lot of times, people are scared to talk publicly, and I remember this was full circle for me because I remember when I used to just ask you how you felt, you would cry. Oh, see, that's why I did that. It's because you were asking me about. Oh, that was how. your deflection. Yeah. But you can't do that while we're on. And I can't have your fears make you do anything. You feel like it's just ridiculous. But um, but to see you actually be able to face your fears these days and be able to talk, especially about things that have traumatized us together and things mm -hmm. we had to fight for, that was like full circle for me. It's crazy what sometimes things that hurt you so bad, how strong it makes you and you know makes you get enough courage to push past your fear to speak about things that are important. Yeah, well, you do such a good job. You you connect with the crowd and are able to speak to them, and it's almost like you're speaking to each individual person, um, which is something. If when I do these more, I want to be more like that because, and that's what something everybody says when I read the book to the kids is that I'm not reading off paper. I'm right. actually I have it memorized, and well, I can. Well, well, what was cool about my part of the speech was I was able to take part of your show and add it <laughs> to my speech immediately. Right. In that moment, and you know, I, I, you were studying. You you went, you know, did a little, you did research, a little AI for your speech, but then you ended up not even using a lot of that. Mm -mm. It just seems so dry just to read up a speech. Yeah, reading speeches for me, I don't like to read off of, like read the speech off of. It just seems a little mechanical. What I might do is write down, but I've never, I haven't done that in a while either. But I used to like write down things that I wanted to make sure that I brought up key points. Where I might look at it. You're good at that. You just can never, just do that yeah, I in general. I, I was remembering the first speech that I ever kind of had to make was kind of like for uh, backstage, the press conference. I had to write a speech before, and I was like, who would have thought? <laughs> but, but I remember, who would have thought? And who would have thought? <laughs> it's funny. but And then um, what ended up happening? You just you just wrote down key points that you said, or did you did I remembered it. it. But I also remember like me being, I don't, I don't like being strategic about what I'm gonna say mm -hmm. because then it doesn't seem like it's real. You know, you're saying what you think people wanna hear, not exactly what you feel. Yeah. So as long as I kinda, like when I have a conversation, I don't write the conversation. You know, I don't know what I'm gonna say before right. I say it. Right. But I usually am able to articulate what I feel. So as long as I know what I'm talking about, you know, I usually just get up there and speak about how I'm feeling in that moment about what the subject matter is. And, uh, you know. It's really a gift. A lot of it intimidates a lot of people. I think as long as you're being honest, you know, and because and, it's like whether I say what you want me to hear or not, whether I like mumble or whatever, it's, it's my truth. You know, for me to pretend I'm something I'm not would be corny. So, like, if I'm a mess up, that's me. I messed up. That's an art. Mm. But, you know. The only thing is I don't want to forget certain things. So if I have to like have statistics, I'm not good with numbers on the spot like that so mm -hmm. much and pronunciation, a lot of things, you know, so figuring that part out. But at the end of the day, um, the celebration is that we were able to architect what we wanted our life to look like. And I remember us thinking about what we wanted our life to look like before the baby got here. Mm -hmm. And this is exactly kind of what it is. We're in Florida. We're, we're living on a lake. You know what? You know. I, I got a 
Well, the one thing I have to figure out better is making sure I can have all my children together at one time. But the thing is, most of my children aren't children anymore. Mm -hmm. And they're all doing their own thing. So their schedules, like, mm -hmm. it's just so hard to get them all at one time. But I got to figure that out. And I think we'll have that licked in the next year. And then, you know, we want to have another baby. Yeah. And, you know, going through what we've been through and seeing what other people have gone through, for a woman to be brave enough to just get back into that game and knowing that life is worth that fight and that risk and that pain. Because like I was saying, as a man, if I had to push something out of my body that I don't think we'd have any children, you know, if it was that to go in my body. You know what I mean? Honestly, you have to really love life to want to create it and sacrifice sometimes, even though you didn't have to, but like right. your body and all these things and uh, the emotional thing that goes with it, you know? Oh, and a lot of the people that um, I met in um, Virginia had babies or grandbabies similar age as Dusko. Yeah. Actually, that was cool. Baby, mm -hmm. uh, baby Dusko got to kick it with... Um, Cash. With, his name was the little boy. His name, his name is was Cash? Cash. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, with Heather's... Uh, that was their grandson. Mm -hmm. and, and he was blonde, too. And Dimitri. That was his name, man. Mm -hmm. Dimitri was a funny cat. Hilarious. Very helpful. Very funny. Reminded me a lot of Bank. Yeah. Now, um... What I'm excited about right now, mm -hmm. completely, is after me being Stedman for the last uh, four or five days, and it's not a bad thing, I don't mind, Stedman got bread from what I heard, but um, having, you know, my stuff to celebrate. Yes. Or our stuff. So I got some new samples in. Ooh. So this is my answer to the white on white night care, and this will be out, I think, in like a month and a half. And this delivery finally came in from off the boats so this is going to be out uh we'll be shipping this week yeah I'm, I'm loving this and then i got the samples for this remember i you know got the chains with the rod yeah mesh in there yep the high top oh i haven't put my foot in this yet you know what i mean so you know this these are the different styles so the way like so i already have to set up delivery so after the blue one so this delivery now, the next month is this one, and then the next month is this one. I think I'm gonna put them both out at the same time. So these are the next three deliveries right here. What about the red? When are the The red is next. A red version of something is next, right? Yeah. Yeah, buggy. So I think, um, actually it was after this delivery. So this would be May, June, this would be May, no, we're in May now. It's April. This no, it's April now. It's going to be May, June, July. August will be red. Right. Yeah. I can't wait. Yeah. I'm going to let you go to bed because you're so tired. I see I'm boring you today. No, it's I don't not boring. I don't know what it is. You keep on me like you was... I got to stretch. Like you was shrooming or something. <laughs> oh, get us. But um, linking up with Jack Claire, being able to have a brand. Mm -hmm. You know, the clothes are selling good. The clothes the sneakers, to have it at that price point. You know, for us to be able to individually have our own things, our own brands, instead of helping other people all the time, be able to stand unapologetically behind it yeah. and have a product to sell. The fact that you have a franchise and, you know, we have a studio here now and a television network for you and, you know, the point of view was yours, mm -hmm. which is like kind of what you've been my muse what for the last 20, what, how many years has it been? Same in just to Lula, 14. 14? Yeah. 14 years? You look good. You it's look a long good. time. You look like you've been doing that uh that little cream on your face. What's Thanks. the name? 
Hyaluronic acid. Um, Dame Dash. But anyway. Um, <laughs> I'm going to go take a nap now. Yeah, you are. Dead. Yeah. So, you know, again, we are in love for a living. Yes. I guess that's the name of this or this vertical. Thank you. Of uh, our shows. We have people coming in today to talk about diabetes a little later. Yes. And we'll get into that. And it's, it's going to be cool to figure out, like, what we're going to be doing consistently. Mm-hmm. You know, like, this is the first time we ever actually got to sit in this studio and just you and I talk and see what it looks like for us to have a show. I remember we did one for, like, Dash Radio years ago, and mm-hmm. that was great. We just never, like, continue to do certain things. But We're always doing a lot A lot. Things. It's just too much. We're never focused on one thing being our business model. We just like to do everything yeah. for fun. But if we were to focus on one thing, well, you know, you've been able to focus on the books. Yeah. And I feel like I've been able to focus on the movies and the comic books and the sneakers and the clothes and the education and the curriculum. That's pretty much a focus. And the studio and the movie and the app. Liquor and the... And the liquor and the weed and, and the oil and the hair products. Mm-hmm. What so, else are you doing? Yeah. Everything else. The iPad, iPod. No, you're doing it. It's for Dusko. No, you're doing one for the... Uh... Trying to get one in the jails. Oh, the jails, yeah. Actually, I got to get with Sharon about that. Um, so, yeah, so this was our trip to Virginia. You know, it's almost like we went to and in love for a living at the same time. Yes. Oh, yeah, we were also able to show them in love for a living. Yes, and that was, was good cool. to yeah. showcase a little bit about our story. And so how. they could know about us, yeah. And gave them the trailers and showed them therapy and all these other things we're doing. People are coming. Oh, so yeah, perfect timing. How long did we just talk for? An hour. An hour? That was an hour? Damn, when I get with you, I could just talk forever. Love you so much. Love you too. Give me a kiss. Mm. Give me a kiss. That's what happens when you come in my castle. I'm the Prince of Detroit. 